Do you like going to sporting events, concert, Broadway plays, comedy shows, or music festivals? If so, you may need tickets. If you do, head on over to SeatGeek. SeatGeek has reasonable and affordable prices for all kinds of budgets, especially when you use code HTS for $20 off your first purchase. You can filter seats by price, best seats, and deal score. If you don't know what deal score is, deal score takes the true value of the seat against the price of the seat to give a 0 out of 10 rating, with 10 being the best. In order to get you the best deal possible, SeatGeek gives you that feedback. Once again, use code HTS for $20 off your very first purchase. Go out and have a fun time with some friends, family, significant other, whoever. Just go out, have a great time, support the pod. Hey everyone, this is Clayton Scalina of the Hot Take Sports Podcast, and I'd just like to give a quick shout out to one of our partners here on the podcast, Drew Seifert of Drew Seifert Racing. Drew races a 305 Sprint car here in Northwest Ohio. He competes at Attica Raceway Park in Attica, Ohio on Friday nights and at Fremont Speedway in Fremont, Ohio on Saturday nights. If you're in the area and make it out to the races, make sure to look out for the red, white, and black 13S race car and the HDS logo on it. We're very excited to partner with Drew and wish him the best of luck the rest of this racing season. Once again, make sure to look out for car number 13S and without further ado, let's dive into the episode. Sports. I'm Brady. I'm gonna do a, keeping the balance is gonna be about interviewing college athletes and former, some former college athletes, just kind of about like their experience with college sports, how they got there, what their college experience overall is like, and just some of that different stuff. I'm actually starting with a former athlete and co-host of the Hot Take Sports podcast, Matthew White. Matt, how we doing? Not too bad, Brady. How are you? Oh, you know. We're, we're here in the old 1851, you know, thriving. The old 1851. Doesn't quite roll off the tongue like the 3840 does. No, absolutely not. Shout out to Walmart. So, I guess, Matt, what, tell the viewers what your sport was and where you go to college. Alright, so I am a student at the University of Finley. I was on their uh, men's soccer team last year. Um... I'm an environmental science major. It's the easiest way of putting it. It's technically environmental health, safety, and sustainability, but environmental science is just the easiest way to put that. Um, been playing soccer since I could walk. It was it was always my number one sport. It was my first love. So I mean, that's kind of where it all started. So we're gonna start with the present day. Obviously, you're not playing now, but you've been to a couple games. Do you, what have you seen? Like better squad than last year. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could definitely tell there's more depth in the team this year, um, and the chemistry is just so much better. You can just tell there's just a great group of guys there. They all want to win. They all want to play for each other. They do anything for each other, and they're friends on and off the field, which is a huge part of it and having a winning culture. So, Is the same coach back? Is it the same one you had last year? Yep, yep, Coach Smith and Coach Sleesman, and then reserve coach, Coach White. Reserve Coach White! Reserve Coach White. 
Shout out to the boss man. He, he, he's my favorite coach at the University of Finley. I don't even go there. <laughs> he's my favorite coach too. <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> uh, semester check, you mentioned you were an environmental science major. How's your semester going? Uh, this semester's going good. Um, a little more relaxed this semester. Uh, only taking 15 credit hours, three of them online. and So just... Just uh, reeling in a little bit. Um, I always I took a lot of like college credit plus classes and stuff like that in high school, so I got pretty ahead in my major. So I do technically classify as a junior, even though I'm still a sophomore, but I can't graduate early. So there's no point in me pushing ahead. And well, so okay, so the environmental <laughs> science. He 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 saw I was confused, so I was explaining. Yeah, so. Our ESO program, that's the environmental science, I'm just going to call it the ESO, it's easier. The ESO program is nationally renowned at the University of Finley. That's, I mean, part of the reason I'm going there. We're uh, accredited through multiple associations. You can come out with different um, certifications. And we have an off-site training program that's the only one like it in the country. So we're a super popular major. But even with that, it's not a very big major because it's not super popular. It's not super mainstream right now, which is why, I mean, we have 100% job placement. So, I mean, I feel like I'm just doing an ad for the University of Finley, but... <laughs> hey, man. I mean, hey, we'll take it. Hey, but free advertising. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they won't complain too much. Um, well, hopefully they hear so... <laughs> I mean, hey, whatever works. But... It's not a very big program, so we don't have enough professors to teach every class that is required in the spring and in the fall. So you, there's only certain classes you can take certain semesters. So there's no way I could graduate early, but I'm pretty much, through my sophomore year, I'm pretty much done with all my gen eds. But because there's certain classes I still can only take in certain semesters, I can't graduate early. So therefore, I can reel it in, take less classes, be more you know, specific working on my schoolwork and, you know, then I can work and do other things outside of class like recording God podcasts. Sure. You mentioned the uh having like alternating semester classes. We have the exact same problem at Bluffton in just about every single department. you and I have talked about this before. Matt's my roommate, you know, co host, so we see him all the time. Um there's like three or four majors I'm like two classes away from, but none of them are offered when I'm still planning to be there because the goal is to graduate a semester early, so I'll probably even be graduating that, that semester I'm trying to cut out. <laughs> Sorry, I had to look something up. It's okay. I'm gonna. I, I'm curious as to if it, like, it was for this or not. It is. It is. Okay. I, I wanted to see our uh, enrollment differences. You guys have seven hundred and fifty-one undergraduate students. I saying, I think we've got. I think we've, I think we probably got like eighty to hundred grads. So like I know I know we're like right around the eight to eight fifty mark. But yeah, we're super small private school. Yeah, the University of Finley's around thirty-three hundred in undergraduates. So. Yeah, that's that's a lot more. Yeah, so it makes. I mean, it makes more sense for you guys to be a little more. Strained and specific to small too. town Bluffton, but you know, I guess the job. I like the small town environment. It's nice, and Bluffton's a nice campus overall. It is. Just put in lights, you know, for our one one night football game, <laughs> which we lost, which is super unfortunate because I was hoping we'd be Adrian because that's our like 
out of conference rival, you know. Hmm. Even though they're from Michigan, like, yeah, like you'd think it'd be somewhere like O and U. Right down the road, that yeah. makes sense. We don't even play O and U. Not, not even as a non-conference action. You'd think I think that'd be a good idea. I don't know. I mean, I think O and U's enrollment's like a lot bigger than ours. I don't. I don't know if I want to look that up now, but yeah, I don't know. All right, and then you mentioned that uh, the ESO program was part of how you ended up at Finley. What what else caused you to go to Finley? I mean, I know the answer, but <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, we already shouted out Coach White. Um, in case you guys don't know, that's my pops. Shout out to him again. Um, so, the wonderful thing about having a parent that is also a professor is this little thing called free tuition. So. As you all know, tuition is absolutely insane. And especially when you go to a private school like the University of Finley is. So that's all taken care of. And there's select schools like, like around the state. Or I think it's private schools in Ohio plus select ones across the country. But honestly, I just sat down one night and I went to the University of Finley's catalog. I had no idea what I was looking for. The only thing I had ever been told that I should major in is everybody was like, oh man, you would do great in engineering. Really? I'm like, okay. Yeah, I mean, I kind of see it. Like, I, I'm in the general area of it, and I know some people who have gone into engineering, and I'm like, okay, that's some cool stuff. But the University of Finland doesn't have any form of engineering. Really? Yes, that's like the one big thing that they don't have is that's, engineering. That's super surprising because most schools – actually, I don't even know – I feel like Boston does have engineering, it, it but I don't actually like, know. It seems like one of the basics, right? Yeah. So, and I was just scrolling through the catalog, and I'm like, environmental health, safety, and sustainability. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which is the same reaction that everyone else gives. <laughs> that can't be it. <laughs> or environmental safety and occupational health is what it was technically called when I was looking through it, which is where ESO comes from. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I figured I'd cl- clear that up since I was calling it ESO. I was Earlier. I was like ESO, but then I realized there was H on the end. I was like, oh, silent H, yeah. Yeah, yeah. ESO. Oh, it's oh, yeah. ESO. <laughs> same for you, same thing everyone says when you call it environmental science. They go, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, see, exactly. <laughs> but anyways, I was scrolling through, and I was like, oh, what, what is this? What could this even be? And I was like, of course, I saw the basics. I saw 100% job placement. Cause that was big on the screen. Oh, yeah. I mean, they bolded sure. that. They made sure well, that was does that with their 100% scholarship guarantee. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and right underneath that was starting jobs over $60,000 a year. What? <laughs> yeah. The most money someone has ever made coming out of the University of Finley is almost one hundred twenty grand. Entry level? Entry level. one hundred twenty grand. <laughs> and I don't, I don't remember the girl's name to save my life, but she was... She was a smart cookie, I tell you what. I mean, I mean if you're making almost 120 mils, you're... No, 120 grand cheat. <laughs> Sorry. So LeBron James level stuff right there. So you should talk about sports contracts. <laughs> 120K. Much better. I mean, that's 120K insane. straight out of college? 22 years old and I get 120 grand. I wouldn't know what, what to do with myself. That's incredible. I mean, I can figure it out, but I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I was going to say, I mean, that's, that's a lot of taxes. Well, yeah, that too, but... But yeah, so I saw the money and I saw the job placement. I was like, all right, those are some good selling points to have at the top of the screen for sure. Uh, but I kept looking into it and I saw our offsite training facility and I was looking into it more and they were like, oh, we're trying to add a lot of stuff with sustainability. And I was like, oh, 
I've always been a really big fan of like renewable energy stuff. Yeah. Which was like, I wouldn't say brand new to textbooks when we were in school, but like that was like the emerging technology, I guess, was you know solar panels, wind farms were going up around. But solar panels are like a viable option now. Like people can get those on their houses and it's not going to break the bank. Yeah, I've, like I think there's a house or two on one of those three. At least I know there's one. I'm pretty sure the solar panels on top, and then like the entire front of their house is glass. Like you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's two on three thirteen. There's oh. one before Corey Austin and one a ways after that have. Okay. I think they're on their barns technically, but that might yeah, be. there's two at least two. Oh on yeah, I remember. I remember seeing one of them now. Yep. Yeah, one of them's definitely on the barns because I remember looking over. I go, huh. I just noticed today. So that stuff's always interested me, and I mean, this is literally the field to get into that, so that is the goal. I've talked to a few, like, I I wouldn't say I'm friends with, but I'm acquaintances with the project manager for the Arcadia uh, oh, solar yeah, yeah, we talked that about is supposed this. to be going up. Yeah, so. And then, you know, you also uh, played a year of soccer. I was at several soccer games because Blake played that year, so I was there to watch your parents working on your highlight tape. So did could you only send that to Finley or did you send it to other schools? Um, I I honestly think that that tape was just going to Finley. I think that was the only reason it was being made because, I mean, obviously it was. Some people will see it as cheap. I had an in with the team. Obviously, my dad was a coach, but the coach knew me. I had gone to a few Finley camps. I did a trial practice there. He knew me. He saw the potential in my play, and I'm. But I mean, I was a pretty good soccer player. Not great, but I mean, I mean, you were like easily top three on the team in high school. I'd say I no, I was top one on the team in high school. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even. Bragging. I was. I wasn't gonna say top one. I was just. I gonna, was. I was a medium sized fish was, on a, in a very small pond. <laughs> I, I was going to imply it, but not outright say it. I mean, I was. I was first team conference senior year, so. I was gonna say. I mean, I'd argue number two, and I mean, I guess I consider Clayton number three. Yeah. Probably Clayton the uh I was gonna say Mikey's in the mix in top five there somewhere, obviously. Oh Mikey's in there, Keegan's good, Carson's good. Yeah. Brand. So So it was only so it was only to Finley. Did you even apply anywhere else or did you only apply? Honestly no. I did not apply to a single other college because I looked through, I was like, I get free college, this is the major I won. I get to play soccer. Soccer was a what see, because a lot of people um, and I'm sure a lot of people you interview are going to be, well, I went here because I got to play baseball or football or whatever. Mine was completely not that. <laughs> you were reminiscing a little bit over there. I say you, you mean you did the exact opposite of just by stating exactly what I just did? Yeah, yeah. But, but you had always wanted to go to Bluffton, at least a little. I mean, it, it yeah. had the major that you wanted and everything, so... Yeah. That was hopeful. Well, that the only better option was you know seventy grand a year. So there is that too. <laughs> God, I'm gonna pay double that for just <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I learned actually. Uh, my professor got his master's at Syracuse. Really? I was yeah. I was talking with him in his office, and he had his like his bachelor's from Bluffton framed, and then right beside it was his master's from Syracuse. So I go. Well, there you go. But yeah, so I was, my plan was to go to Finley before I even got my offer sheet for soccer. So soccer was just icing on the cake for me. It wasn't like 
do or die, this was the like main reason I was there. Yeah. So. Um, it's always nice to like go there for a major and then just play someone after that because I know I know several people that have like myself included that more so picked the college because of the sport. Bluffton just so happened to like have a good program for the major I wanted. Like I, I was drawn there because you know I knew, I mean, your relationship with your coach and mine with my coach, way different, but because <laughs> you know you're related to one of them, but yeah, I mean I took lessons with Grandy for three years, so like, I think part of it was like I kind of feel obligated, but like, I mean this still worked out great at the moment. Mm-hmm. But think you could be at the Bowling Green State University. Oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'll joke, I'll joke. How PG do you want this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Probably should ask that beforehand. <laughs> oh, this is the end. Of that. that that's a good joke. We're gonna leave that one. Oh yeah, you have to. Oh well, yeah, of course. So, I mean, major decision. You know, didn't like it wasn't like a big factor in your college choice because I mean that's all the place you applied. Yeah, I mean, I feel like. And I feel like in high school, it was just kind of expected that I was going to go play college soccer. Um, I mean, I've got a school record or two. I mean, everybody knew that I was the soccer guy. Like, that was, yeah. what, that was what I did. Not that, like, soccer was big in our school. And, you know, there's no that guy at our school because everyone knows everyone. You know, yeah. Our high school's, what, 200 total kids or whatever. Something like that. Yeah. 40 kids per grade, so probably not even that. Probably I was, was going to say, hey, heck, that might that might be 7 through 12, and maybe like yeah. 350 and peak 350 through 12, something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we are a tiny little campus, so it's not like anybody is, you know. If I had to start describing Corey as, hey, it's in, it's literally in between Finley and Bluffton, I get to just drive straight. Yeah. Because people have been much. like, well, where's Corey Ross? And I go, do you know where Finley is? Yeah, I know where Bluffton is. Yeah. All right, so look somewhere, and drive straight. look somewhere between the cornfields on 313. You'll find it. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. All right, so we'll roll into the future. So I mean, obviously we've talked about you know the 60 to 120K that your field can make straight out. Which only 120K is obviously like the rarest of the rare. But <laughs> Yeah, I'm not getting that. That's, that's, like, that's like the ceiling of the range. So like... Like, what is a dream job, and, like, what's a realistic job? So, I would say the dream job would be overseeing um, sustainable energy projects. Um, so, a big one I looked at was, like, Amazon is trying to switch all their trucks to um, electric vehicles. Oh, okay. I, didn't, I don't think I knew that. And they were testing... Um, like solar powered vehicles, like solar panels on the top, and so that like some sort of hybrid of like electric and solar power and stuff like that. Should not bad because you know mails delivered during the day when it's sunny out. Exactly. So Super smart. stuff like that, um, solar farms, even doing like private contracting for that would be cool. Uh, realistically, uh, probably end up as a safety professional. In some sort of factory, doing a lot of audits, keeping up with OSHA regulations, keeping everybody safe, keeping everyone alive. That's, <laughs> I mean, I had that's one, important. I had one class last semester that was um, industrial processes and hazard recognition. 
so half the class was literally here's a video or pictures of a process what could go wrong could be anything exactly I mean it could be splash from acid it could be something a light falling from the ceiling I mean noise crashes trips on power cords everything giving me check the scenes and CPR vibes yeah exactly you know I mean always scanning your environment and the motto of that class was don't underestimate the ingenuity of a lazy person pretty much that's fair because I mean there's a lot of safety controls that are there to keep you from losing a hand and if somebody doesn't want to use those controls and finds a really intelligent way to make their job a lot easier <laughs> and then loses a hand <laughs> I get all the flack for it so. yeah and then I gotta fill out the paperwork which is a lot of stuff that we're learning that's right a lot now. of paperwork <laughs> somebody actually loses a hand uh you think that's bad uh so my dad is uh or knows somebody who's in a relationship with somebody. a friend of a friend we'll call it a friend of a friend mother's brother's sister uncle no not that far <laughs> um I just don't know how much information I'm allowed to disclose on it but that's fair uh well you know it isn't though no no it's fine we'll call it a friend of a friend that was in the HR department at the BP Husky plant that oh okay so she wasn't home for like three days because she was just working nonstop. Yeah, that makes sense. Because when people die in human resources, your job gets tough. Yeah. <laughs> Between, you know, workers' comp and, you know, getting in touch with the families and all the paperwork and reporting. And there's a lot. <laughs> I mean, so hopefully I never have to deal with anything that bad. But yeah, well, one can hope that nothing that extreme happens. Yeah. That's the very ideal. But that's that would be the uh, that's the basic job. That's like the center focus. But ideally, something in sustainability would be good. That makes sense. And yeah, I don't, the last part I have on here is sport future. I mean, I mean, you we're we're both retired, I guess. Yeah. Um. So I played my freshman year. I was on the reserve team. Uh, started on the bench, playing outside mid. Uh, so I always grew up playing center mid. I was an outside mid. You were. I was. So I was a center mid, and then freshman year of high school, I played some forward, mixed with a little outside mid. Sophomore year, played mostly attacking mid. Uh, yeah, because the formations change, right? Every year? Uh, pretty much. Um, ended up junior and senior year playing a lot of outside mid, um, just because that's the way our offense ran. That's yeah. where I could do the most damage. Um, and then went to college as an outside mid. And then coach said, well, because it was a different system, he said, well, what do you think if we played you at outside back? You got to learn how to play defense more, which <laughs> terrifying. Um, I, I hated playing defense I wasn't, for yeah, that exact I was reason. not great at defense. I, I figured it out, though. I was I was proud of myself. I wasn't great by any means, but I was... It's, it's a lot easier to go forward with the ball than go backwards against the ball. That's true. 
and you always have to be the guy sprinting back because you can't go, oh, the defense will get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I ended up moving to outside back and actually started the latter half of the season outside back, which was nice. But the way our formation was set up, the outside backs were the ones getting down the wings like you would expect the outside mitts to be doing. So That's kind of, kind of weird. Yeah. I'm. If you know soccer, you would understand the whole, like... <laughs> <laughs> They're alive to the well, issue. Yeah, yeah, not exactly your thing. Played it, but don't know it. But anyone who might know, in a when you play a four three three, so you have four defenders, three midfielders, three forwards. No, I I did actually know that. Well, okay, yeah, Forever. yeah, I know. <laughs> so you have you have your four defenders. Your three midfielders are usually going to play as three center mids. So whether that's two defensive and one attacking, one defensive, two attacking, doesn't really matter. But it's usually in some form the triangle. We always played two holding mids, defensive mids, and one attacking mid. And there are three forwards. You would think that the two outer forwards would be the ones playing like an outside mid. Yeah. But that's not how ours was supposed to be set up. They were supposed to move up and in or be checking back towards the ball so that way the outside backs can run the sidelines. So outside back was a very run-heavy spot. God, I didn't have to play that in that yeah, it would be it would be crazy. Really scored on a lot, and it was rough. Um, but they had to—I mean, you had to be all the way up on offense, playing the ball in, and then all the way back on defense, keeping the ball out. So it was a lot of running, but I liked the spot because it was nice getting to play both sides of the ball, and it slowed down the game a little bit for me. I—I I didn't transition to college speed as well as I thought I would, and so moving to outside back gave me a little more, just a half a second more to. Compose myself. Now you're old and decrepit like me. Yeah, so background on that, I guess. Um, I was born with calcaneal novicular coalitions. So, unless you guys are five star anatomy students, that means that calcaneus, which is your heel bone, and the navicular bone, which is like there's like a set of three bones in the midfoot. Turn into a science class. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, I, I know. Gotta be descriptive. Well, well, well th- this is news to me too. Like, I've never actually like. I can show you up. a picture of it. I can find it somewhere. It's way back, but. Well, I say if you want to keep explaining, go ahead. I will. So, um, those two bones become fused together, and that's a genetic thing. Um, we just kind of assume I got it from my dad because he had ankle problems too, just not near as bad. But he grew up in a big city, so he didn't play near as much as I did, really. Um. Yeah, that's true. When you live in a bunch of fields, go outside a lot. Yeah. So, here it is. So, this is what it's supposed to look like. And this is what I had. So, this center section is not supposed to be there. This is supposed to be a bone cut off here, and this is supposed to be a bone cut off here. So, they had to go in and cut that entire middle section out right here where it fused together. See, this is what it's supposed to look like. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. So, they had to go in and cut all that out. And I actually ended up having two in my right foot. I'm not even sure how that works. I'm not smart enough for that but science <laughs> yeah so i did that the spring and summer after my freshman year which is why i didn't get to play baseball freshman year yeah which was very depressing but you know we move on you would have sat the bench with me anyway it's fine well that's true <laughs> i would have pinch ran <laughs> that's about it <laughs> um but yeah so i had that spent most of sophomore year recovering from that and then was Good junior year, probably my best season. And then senior year, 
my ankle started to hurt a little bit more, but I wanted to try playing college anyways, and that was tough because college is a lot more grueling and taxing on the body than high school. I mean, it's not even close. Yeah. And so that, that really made my freshman year kind of a struggle um, from the athletic side. And then we get into the spring season. <clears throat> you made it way farther than I did. Yeah, that's true. I at least made it through our competition season and then our first off season. My, my story happened eventually. It's fine. <laughs> um, Football sometimes. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Um, so I was in pain, and I was like, I, I don't know if I want to play sophomore year. You know, I'll play through the spring season. We'll see what happens. But my ankles just, I mean, they weren't great. They were falling apart slowly but surely. And then middle of the spring season, uh, I tore my quad in practice. And then... Do you, do you know like what you did to tear your quad? I, I, think, I feel like we talked about this, but I do not remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it was power clean day in the weight room. Oh, there, there it is. <laughs> and it, it was one of those days where coach said, okay, you have lifting, you have 50 minutes to get your lift done, and then we have practice 20 minutes after. So, okay, whatever. Gotta do what we gotta do. So we go in, we're doing our power cleans. Um, I choose to just blame it on the uh, principle of it. You could probably blame it on my form. I don't have the best power cleaning form. I'll never claim to. Well, I probably just don't do it. Yeah. Well, I don't do it now, that's for sure. Um, but I was doing my power cleans. We finished the whole workout, whatever. And we go out, and coach decides we're going to have a practice based on shooting. And that didn't sit well with my legs. Uh, we got a very light warm-up. It was cold. We had just done essentially a leg day, full body-ish, however you want to look at power cleans. It's mostly legs. It's I'm mostly like, legs. I'm like, you can your arms, but it's mostly legs. Yeah. Um, and I took one shot, and it tweaked a little bit, and I stretched it, and I was fine. I was like, all right, now I'll keep going. And I took another sh- shot, and I had never felt a muscle pop the way it did. Like, like I thought I heard it. Like, I mean, obviously. I was like, was it like an instant both. pain? Was it a pop? Like, Yeah, it was all of the above. I mean, it was just, you could just feel straight through here. Something just disconnected. I say straight through here, not that they can see it. Right through the thigh. He's, the he's signaling to his quad, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> um, and so I went over to our assistant coach, and I was like, oh, man, coach, I just pulled my quad. He's like, uh-oh, <laughs> pretty much. So he sent one of the other injured guys to go get ice. So I'm sitting there icing. <laughs> and actually, oh, the head coach didn't realize that I got hurt because he was watching the other field because we were playing like – Five on five, like short yeah. games or something. And he turns around and sees me sitting there and goes, Son, no sitting during practice. And I'm like, I can't stand up. <laughs> That's great. He didn't realize that I'd gotten hurt. It was it was kind of funny. Um, but then. Hey, what are you doing? Yeah. Went, texted the trainer, said, Hey, I think I pulled my quad. She said, All right, whatever you do, don't stretch it. Got it. So. I already did that. If you guys. Take anything away from this podcast. If you pull or strain or anything to a muscle, don't stretch it. <laughs> it doesn't help. It makes it worse. Don't run it. 
I mean, you could do that. I, don't care. <laughs> I digress. Um, so I go see her the next morning, and she's runs me through the whole like different levels of pulling your quad and whatever. And she's like, "Oh, I don't think it's that bad. Uh, we'll keep you on rest, ice, whatever, for the next few days. I'll give you a wrap, and we'll see how you're doing at the end of the week." So I was doing my whatever little exercises, icing, doing whatever. And it wasn't good by the end of that week. So I waited out another week. And then she was like, oh, yeah, you should be fine to start getting back into practice. No, there was no way. So we tried, pulled it again, sat out another three weeks, tried, pulled it again. So at that point, we had just decided that I had tore my quad. And I was that was it. I was done for the season. And it's only at like a 10-week spring yeah. season anyways. So... There wasn't a whole lot of time to miss, but I missed. I played one of our, like, six pre- spring games or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, which kind of sucked. But after that, I was like, you know what? That's going to be my quad. And I heard him multiple times over the summer, too, which was <laughs> the, like, sh- yeah, the last it. draw. I was like, there's, n- I mean, no chance. I was like, between my ankles and my quad, and just wasn't worth trying to play anymore, so... And now you're my roommate. Yes, and now I live here, and I work at Walmart. And <laughs> I, I remember the... That makes it sound bad, doesn't it? <laughs> and I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it. I'm still happy with my decision. I miss soccer a lot. I don't miss playing competitively, though. Well, I remember when we first talked about it. Because, like, you know, we, like, joked around with Clayton Isaacs. This was before Leo was, like, real part of the friend group. Like, oh, you know, we'll all move in together or whatever. The HTS house. Yeah, the HTS house. It's on the Amazon wish list. It's true. It has to be. Um, and family, just different things across my family came up and apartment next door in the duplex that my grandma opened. And I was like, oh, hey, I'm going to move in. So I was like, you know, I should probably not be pay- me living by myself trying to pay full rent. So I was like, making a minimum wage at your internship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, what about Matt? I was like, that'd be good. Is he playing soccer? I go, I should probably find that out, huh? And I remember, I think the, the very first time I asked you about it, you go, depends on if I'm playing soccer next year or not. I was like, pretty much. I mean, that was right. the only thing that hung in the balance, really. Because playing soccer, I mean, you know, and you didn't even get through a full season. College sports owns your life. I mean, it doesn't matter what level you play at. D1, D2. Mostly D1 and D2, but, I mean, D3 can be pretty hefty in some sports, in some places. Yeah, because for me, like, 5 a.m. lifting, go to class. I had class 8, 9, 10. Yeah. So I'm sitting in class all day. Then I have a 3 o'clock, so I have to hurry up, change, run out to class. Practice. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Like, I was an infielder, so, like, felt like I had it there a lot, but it was still enough. Dude, it, I mean, it's still a lot. That health bug gets you, man. Like, like, you think you're ready to go, and all of a sudden, here it comes. It takes a different breed to play college sports. It doesn't matter what level you're Absolutely. Like, like, there are people, like, baseball players that get Tommy John, like, and, and they're at the end of high school. Like, Holy cow, that's super intense to be at the end of high school. Like you, like you're not even technically in college yet. Yeah. 
And now we're both still fragile. <laughs> True. Well, you have any uh, final plugs, messages, anything other than don't stretch, uh, don't stretch a pulled muscle? Yeah, don't stretch a pulled muscle. Uh, listen to the Hot Take Sports podcast. Uh, t- do we plug our SeatGeek code on here? I mean, I guess. Are we allowed to do that? <laughs> I guess technically we are presented by Hot Take Sports, so. So sponsored by SeatGeek. Use code HTS at SeatGeek. Get twenty dollars off your first order. Uh, yeah, this has been this has been Brady. Um, Matt's here. Pro- probably be on another time or two. Just really depends on what the plans are. I'll be here, hanging out. It's true. He will. He will be here. Talking sports. Talking life. I'm here it's for it. True. Uh, listen to the Hot Take Sports podcast. You know, same streaming platforms as you'll find this. Listen to. Uh, Clayton's miniseries, Combat Talk, inaugural episode aired the other day. I listened to it, I thought it was pretty good. He figured out how to make intro music in one episode, and I made like 70, 70. still don't know how to do it. Which, if you made it to the end of this episode, and you heard music at the start, that means I accomplished something. Got to get it on the Big Boy Podcast next. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's... We're all currently building up. We got we got places to places to look forward to, I guess. All right. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you all in the next episode.